It is Sunday night. It's January 28th, 2024. The last January episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee. I'm your KOP Predictions Champion. Joining me, like always, my co-host, Austin Shepard, a.k.a. The Shep. Shep, whatever you want to call him. I don't, there, we, we got a lot of names we can call him. But uh, we'll just call him Shep for now. And his uh, tagline down there says, FTR are the GOAT. Come on, can, can can you argue that? Nope. Heck of a heck of a match with uh, House of Black last night in the cage, and we'll get we'll get to that in a little bit. Other coast, Paul Zartman, the wise man, can't be joining us tonight. Unfortunately, had some technical difficulties going on with with his computer technology. Gotta love it when it works. Hate it when it doesn't. So hopefully he'll be back with us next next Sunday night. Hopefully, hopefully. But uh, man, Shep, it's a uh, it's a fun time to be a pro wrestling fan. I mean, it, it, there, has there been any news this week? <laughs> <laughs> Just as a question. I mean, did anything happen in professional wrestling oh, this week? Man, I don't even know where to start. There was a lot of positive I, and a lot of negative. I mean, how about R-Truth getting in both rumbles? That's what you're talking about, right? That's the, <laughs> that's the news, right? Oh, the guy's a legend. He is a national He treasure. is a... Oh man, entered in. Uh, he entered on twenty four in both both uh, both rumbles too. By the way, he's classic. He is just yeah. classic. The hot tag from Dom was great. <laughs> it was whole crowd. <laughs> whole crowd was getting into it. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you caught this or not. I even I tuned in for a little bit of the kickoff show last night. I don't normally do that, but he was backstage in the uh, Tim Bay Rays uh, batting cage area. And he had a bunch of baseballs. He was trying to open them up because he thought that was a type of ball that the uh, <laughs> the, the rubble draws were in. And <laughs> the the best on, on on Friday night when he was when he drew his actual number and he he looked at Nick Aldis and said, "Boy, Adam, you grew hair really quick." Yeah. <laughs> and he called, called him Mister Pierce too, right Mr. before that. Yeah. <laughs> I I literally could watch that guy all day long. Oh, he's great. He's all great. He knows how to be comedic, and he can go in the ring too. And he's just, he's just, he's just for he's awesome. for for fifty two years old. That guy is in impeccable shape. Oh my gosh, he doesn't look his age at all. Yeah, at all. Yeah. At all. You know what? I, I this is and this is just the soft spot mark coming out in me. But I'd like to see that guy get a. I don't think he's going to get a world championship reign, but g- give that guy an intercontinental or a U.S. championship reign. Give, give him one last run here yep. in his 50s. Uh, not only can he be entertaining in the ring, but you know what he does backstage and, and, and on the mic would be awesome. So He could probably sell some merch too. Look look at all the cash he made for Dom and, and, and Damien, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that, sure. those, those were $100 bills. Those don't counterfeit. That's true. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't count JD in though. He took a. He, yeah. I ain't counting you in JD. Uh, JD is a little mad with mad at him after last night too. I'm Anyways, sure. this is an AEW podcast. Let's it go. is. <laughs> it is an AEW podcast, but I do want to hit on it a little bit. Um, you know, in the past we've made a lot of jokes and a lot of taglines and sayings about Vince McMahon. Uh, we're not going to harp on it too much. It's 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 been covered. Um, really well by journalists and everybody, everybody this week, but just, just, we're going to let everybody know going forward. We're not gonna, we're not gonna do anymore. There's no more uncle Vinny uh, gimmick to lean into. Uh, 
no more of that. We won't be saying a lot of his sayings or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, that's all I really want to want to cover on that topic. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think we let that uh, let that go to bed and let that yep. rest and uh, yep. uh, move on with the positive in professional wrestling yep. right now because there is a shit ton of positivity around professional wrestling in all companies right now, and let's focus on that and uh, forget yep. about the other stuff. I agree, and we and even though we're an AW podcast, we're going to start with talking about the Royal Rumble. But first, Chip, I got a question for you: What are you drinking tonight? Well, I'm, I'm drinking. Don't get me wrong. Hold on. <laughs> um, I, I got rid of those energy drinks. Wonder where? Do you ever know where those went? <laughs> I got one that I'm about to give a taste review myself here. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not going to. Uh, I think I passed those on. Um, no, it's been a good Sunday watching football. Had I had a couple beers earlier, and and uh, I, I I literally thought about. Um, well, I did. I went through the liquor store today, and I'm I'm looking at those 24 ounce beers, and there was just so many good ones, like the King Cobras and the Malt Liquors, and I'm just like, man, I could get really hood on this on this podcast, <laughs> but those just did not sound good. So again, we're going with our original. We're going with the uh, no name vodka because no <laughs> such thing as a free ad, you assholes. They won't even they won't even give me they a call even, back for anything. We can't even tag them in a. Nope. Text or our tweet. Sorry, and uh, no, a little little club soda, a little flavored club soda in here, and uh, and if I got a full one, and so it's just if Tanner and I tonight, if if you see me dip out, I'm just going around the corner making a new, and I'll be right back. Yep. Give yep. me give me thirty seconds. Tanner will keep on talking, um, but we might have two of these tonight. So cheers. Let's go. Like Michael McLean right here on YouTube says, let's go. He's a loyal a listener and viewer of ours. He reached out through our podcast last night on Twitter to let us know that he and his family uh, had some inspiration from our podcast. They did a confidence pick with the rumble last night and they had a championship belt and everything. And he was lucky enough to take it home last night. So yeah, very cool. It's because of all of our insight that he listens (laughs) to gave him the little bit of an advantage. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. You're Michael. You're welcome. And I got to give you and Paul props. You guys were, uh, or it might have been you. I think you picked Cody and, and Bailey. Paul went with Punk and Bailey. I went with Punk and Becky. So I was over two. You were two for two, and Paul was one for two. Thank God I didn't put the bell on the line. Yeah, just 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 a little preview for Revolution. Oh boy, oh boy. Well, let me uh, go ahead and give my review on this uh, ship. Thought this was absolutely terrible last week. So got the Woo Energy, the Ric Flair, Ric Flair Sip Energy and Focus Mushroom Blend. Uh, strawberry banana. Um, I'm not very excited about this. Doesn't smell awful, but I kind of get that little cough syrup smell. I'm not right. an energy drink guy. That was my copy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my little claim there. So that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I wouldn't go out and buy a six pack of these. The, the the aftertaste is still there, isn't it? Yeah, it hangs around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the supplements, and I know you read someone last week. I mean, vitamin B12, it's 5,000% of vitamin B12 in this thing. That's a lot. I don't even know what exactly vitamin B12 is. I don't know 
all my vitamins off the top well, of my I head. I think, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's Ric Flair, so vitamin B12 will give you a little bit of that. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, I'll be I'll be finishing this during the episode just because you were kind enough uh, to, to give Paul and I some. But so, <laughs> so, so, a little bit of a disclaimer. Since it's just Tanner and I tonight, he drinks that whole energy drink. He's a freshly married man, boys and girls. So if he has to end it quickly, <laughs> I mean, I can carry on the show. I go, we we can go, uh, yeah, we can go a lot, a lot of rabbit holes on my own. <laughs> we could we could go down a couple rabbit holes on that topic, but we won't. Yeah, we, will, okay. we will not. Okay. We will not. But uh, Michael Cody Rhodes and Braun Breaker saved my night. Braun Breaker, heck of a performance last night. Sounds like he is uh, going to be on the main roster from now on. So, so who does that do? According to Meltzer, it sounds like the Breaker spot was uh, – he was inserted and they took Brock out. Yes. Um, they, they decided to hold Brock back because of some uh, of the other shit we talked about earlier or whatever. Uh, but Braun Breaker came in and looked awesome. That dude hits the rope so fast. My God. So athletic. So athletic. So built. Um, obviously, he's the son of Rick Steiner. Yes. So, nephew Scott um, Steiner, of course. Nephew to the legendary mathematic Scott Steiner. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Maybe the greatest mathematic promo of all time. It's got to be. It's got to yeah, be. Because he's the big booty daddy. Yes. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I've I've liked his work at NXT. I've mm-hmm. seen him as some of his stuff. So um, the the stuff with him and uh, uh, Baron Corbin have been good. Um, he was NXT champion before that. Uh, kind of took a break there and didn't watch it for a little bit. But like seeing him on the main roster, he made it. He made a tweet that uh, uh, the main roster is his new home. Yep. So yeah. Uh, excited to see what he can do and he young talent and just you know full of piss and vinegar so you gotta love it did you watch the whole pay-per-view or just the um men's rumble i watched the women's rumble fast forwarded and then watched the men's rumble women's i did not watch the middle stuff i watched it all last night we didn't have a lot going on my wife actually watched it with me um she's trying to get into it but she so far she just can't Um, you didn't you didn't give her any vitamin b last night did you uh, no, yeah, um, see, that's yeah. your problem. You need to burn off of that Ric Flair sip. I gotta, gotta just keep chugging this down, I guess. <laughs> if you don't like it, learn to love it. That's what Rick says right there. So. What it says. Um, but I, I watched it all. I mean, yeah, the metal two matches, yeah. I mean, you knew Roman wasn't gonna lose, you knew uh, Logan Paul wasn't gonna lose, except I, I thought the creative finish at the end of that match was pretty good. Um, but women's rumble was pretty sloppy. I thought, I thought that last six or so was pretty good. Jade Cargill, man, she shined. She looked good. I, the thing that stood out for me was I love that they um, brought Jordan Grace in from TNA. Yep. They acknowledged her. They acknowledged her as a champion. Um, They gave her a pretty good showing the bump she took to, um, to be eliminated was a very, very strong bump, and it was from uh, uh, Bianca. Mm. So I don't think that hurt her at all. Um, I love that her and Naomi hugged in the middle of the ring and then immediately started beating the shit out of each other. Mm. Um, shows their little history there. 
Um, the only thing this is, and I'm nitpicking here, right? The only thing I did not like about Jordan Grace being in the Rumble was triples post scrum when he said when he was brought up and he said ah, I'm not going to talk about all that gimmick bullshit a door and this and that door like he is seriously butthurt about companies working together and then all of a sudden he does it which I applaud him for doing it yeah. but you need to acknowledge that other people do it and, and, yeah. and there's a reason they call it the forbidden door because it's never been done before and I think I think he's bought her because they've been trying to sign you know, Osprey, um, Mercedes. Not that she's all elite yet, but signs point towards her being Okada. Same thing. Not that he's signed yet, but all signs are pointing towards all elite. I mean, they're trying to go after these New Japan talents and they're striking out. So I think he's holding that against AW a little bit and doesn't want to call it the Forbidden Door. Yeah, but other than that, yeah. Uh, I enjoy, I enjoyed her in the Rumble. I enjoyed Jay Cargill debuting in the Rumble. So, hey, look who uh, joined us there on Facebook. Our buddy Paul, the wise man, said, "Told you Bailey would win the Women's Rumble." Yeah, he did. So did I, Paul. Yeah, so did Good I. Call. Good call. But you didn't pick the Men's Rumble, Paul. And thank God you're right, Shep. I think I think we're gonna get it. We're at least gonna get Cody against Roman at WrestleMania 40. So, I think you're going to get Cody Roman night one. Night one? Okay, I'll, I'll hear you out. Listen, to you. easy, Paul. I know. easy, Tanner. Don't, <laughs> don't come jumping through the screen at me. Um, I think you're going to get them night one. He finishes the story. The celebration happens in the ring. The cameras follow Roman to the backstage. And he is met by a rock to show him how disappointed he is, how he let the family down. He is no longer the head of the table. They get into a scuffle, and there's your main event night two. You get to incorporate the story and the rock both nights, best of both worlds. We all win. It's almost like a damn Democrat is writing the story. Okay. <laughs> we all win. We all get our trophy. But I think that is how this goes. If anybody saw my face there, this drink's getting worse the more I drink it. <laughs> <laughs> and and oh. after the after the news, I told you I'm not lying. It's not good. I gotta drink it all, but it's not good. I tried to put it with vodka. Yeah, that didn't even work. That didn't even work. And I love vodka. Um even with the announcement of The Rock on the board of TKO. You know, big announcement this week. Board of directors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think he has to be in he has to be involved in WrestleMania 40. It's 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 the 40th anniversary of Crying Out Loud. It's in Philadelphia where, if I'm not mistaken, him and Stone Cold had an amazing WrestleMania paper. That was their first of uh three. That they would meet up in WrestleMania. Yep. WrestleMania and, 15. And if you read JR's book, they went to JR and said, We want you to call this match. JR was caught coming back from his uh, cerebral palsy on his face and was nervous about that. So, I mean, I, legend, legendary Philadelphia, legendary spot. It's the 40th anniversary. Rock's involved, but I think that's how we do it. 
uh, that that's how you get rock involved for night two is is you know roman comes through the curtain he's upset and then rock just says you're a disgrace you're a piece of shit yada 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 oh, we go to night two i i i like it i'm doing i'm gonna book something similar but a little different i think night one is punk and rollins i still think they go that direction i think night two is cody and, and roman i think cody does finish the story however during the match solo tries to interfere the Rock makes the save, doesn't let him interfere. Cody wins. He wins clean because The Rock doesn't help him. He's just getting Solo out of the way. Somebody doesn't help, like doesn't attack Roman or anything. Cody wins, finish story, big celebration. Afterwards, there's an angle between The Rock and Roman to set up a match at WrestleMania 41. So you get a whole year build, kind of like they did with Cena and The Rock. And gives them plenty of time to get in ring, in ring shape. I don't think the guy's not in ring shape. If you if you do the way you're doing it, what about Rock Roman night after WrestleMania and Raw? That'd be fun. That boosts the big rating. I mean, you talk about a Raw that's already usually loaded. Yeah. Um, with a hot crowd, a hostile crowd. So, I think the one thing, I, in my opinion, Roman Rock can't have the title on the line. The title on the line takes all the uh, suspense of the match away. And the story itself is for the head of the table, not necessarily for the title between those two. So, so if you look at The Rock, he, ultimately The Rock wants to put over Roman, right? Ultimately. So... Okay, let's go with what you said, Tanner. Night one, mm-hmm. we get we get Punk Rollins. Night two, mm-hmm. we get we get Roman uh, Cody. Mm-hmm. Cody's out celebrating. Cameras follow Roman back. We don't see that though. We don't see that till Monday at eight o'clock. They show that footage. All of a sudden, we kick off with the Rock. Monday after all, calls out Roman. That sets up your main event. Rock goes over. All of a sudden, now Roman has a whole year to build this story up at how he's going to get his revenge and get his head of the table back at WrestleMania 41. Yeah. That's how, that's how you do it. I like that, too. I like that, too. Paul brings up a good point. says, so many rumors uh, say that they want Roman to beat Hogan's record. He can't beat that record if he drops it at Mania, unfortunately. I'm hoping these rumors are wrong. But, yeah, I guess what if they screw Cody over again? Shep, what if Cody still doesn't finish the story two years in a row at Mania? If if that is the case, then that is the ultimate. Go ahead, Tanner, put it up there. That's the ultimate fuck you by. That's the ultimate fuck you by Triple H because of what Cody did in his past. You know, taking the sledgehammer to the throne, um, Creating AEW, I think he did the th- the first Sledgehammer to Throne was in an NWA event, right? Was no, it end up, was I, it NW- I, I thought the first one was the very first AEW event, which was 2019 Double or not. Okay, okay. I couldn't remember that that anniversary show him and uh, Nick Aldis did it. So <laughs> <laughs> That might be a t-shirt, Paul. I like that. Ooh, ooh. The explicit, job, Paul. The, the, be, explicit. the explicit, yeah, you know. Because, uh, I mean, Tanner 319 does need a new 
a new saying because you know that, yeah, that one I used kind of had a. We got to retire that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I re- Mahjong's got a good point here too. If that happens, then the WWE can't be trusted with long-term stories ever again. Well, it's 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 different because of the way Cody did his character. Yeah. He left the WWE and said, "Your your bullshit characters, I don't like. I can do don't this on the Stardust. I don't want to be dashing Cody Rhodes. I don't want to be Stardust. I, I don't want to be any of that stuff. I'm gonna go out here. I'm gonna bust my ass. Do it the right way, which he did. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, obviously I'm a Cody fan, even though he's not in AEW anymore. Um, but if if he comes back and oh, <laughs> It comes back and does this. The the we've been following this for a year now, Tanner, right? Yes. I mean, the first gold the freaking guy got was tag team gold. Now, it was hilarious in the post uh the press conference post scrum, but that was because they were drunk. But uh, yeah, he, he's if he doesn't do it here, it's the ultimate F you. You you are not a homegrown. Well, you're a homegrown talent, but you're not a loyal talent, I guess would be what you said. And and I'm going to do what I want to do because I'm Triple H. But And I like what Cody's been saying this week. People have been asking him, like, do you have to finish story at WrestleMania? He said, he kind of said, no, not necessarily, but in my mind, yes. Because he said, you know, if I lost the Roman clean last year, one, two, three, it would have been one, one thing. But he said there was interference by Solo. So he goes, I got unfinished business. And he also, you know, he's on. He's a cover boy of WWE 2K24. He said, if I don't finish a story by 2K25, don't even put me near the cover. Don't even put me in the game. So I, I kind of like that. So. I hope that's not a consolation prize. Uh, Michael on uh, YouTube said, imagine Gunther hosts an open challenge at Mania for the IC belt, and then we get the Okada coin drop. Mania crowd would know how to react to a caught away better than a rumble crowd, in my opinion. I I like that. I don't think we'll get that, but I like that. Well, if he, hold on, if he has hold on. To, yeah. I, I I don't like it because I want Okada in AEW. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you're going to debut a superstar, yeah. what better stage yep. to debut him on? I agree, hundred percent. I'm hoping he's all elite, and I'm hoping we see that revolution shortly after. But if not. If he does sign with the WWE, Mania is a perfect place to take you. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. So, and I'm and I'm at, and I mean I'm glad that they're not going in this direction. Assuming all these reports are true, but I'm mad in the fact that we're not going to get Gunther and Brock Lesnar because I really wanted to see that match. But with everything that's come out the last few days, uh, hey, I'll take Brock Lesnar and Gunther. I'll take Brock Lesnar and Gunther. Yeah, that yeah. That's true. And just to let you know, this, 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 and, and I don't, I don't do it. I should, um, because I, I, I'm not that big of a degenerate, but I do a lot of online sports gambling. And there's a couple websites that let you do professional wrestling. And going into the week, Cody had went to the, from the favorite down to, I think you could have got Cody at plus 650. It's crazy. Yeah. Plus six fifty winning the rumble. So if you would have put a hundred bucks on Cody winning the rumble, it would have paid you six fifty. Yeah, that's insane. So that that lets you know 
yeah, there's some dirt sheet guys in the back, but they're really, I mean, it's, it's tight lipped. It's yeah, tight lipped because trust me, any, any sports gaming website is going to try to get any advantage they can. Um, And they had punk as the favorite to win. So, yep. Yep. So, which, which I enjoyed that. Uh, The men's rumble I thought was fine. I, I didn't like that there wasn't many surprises at all. I'm in draw day, but we kind of predicted that it's going to happen. Didn't get any legends returns this year. No. And um, I was pissed off the way they presented Pat McAfee. Yeah. They made him look like a wuss, which made, it was funny because it, of the guys in the ring, but it's like, they made him look like he, I mean, the dude had WrestleMania matches before and he made him look like a, yeah, like a doofus. Yeah. Actually the, the way they introduced him and he came down and he walked over and he pushed Corey Graves into his seat. It was great. Like, McAfee's a million bucks. Yes, he's awesome. I'm, a, yes. I'm a huge McAfee fan. And then when, and then in the women's match, he talk, or Cole talked about how he had a record of a, a minute 38 in the Rumble match. And he's the longest commentator, blah, blah, blah. And I text you guys. I said, McAfee's getting in the match. Yep. Like, he's going to break it. They announce him. He goes in and he's like, eh. He teased it, comes back in, teased it, and then he leaves. I'm like, come on, man. You you yeah. made you made this guy who had a banger match with Adam Cole, had a banger match with Austin Theory. He made him look like a puss, but Yep. I, I thought like when he faked it and he got up on the turnbook set up, I thought he was gonna do like try to do a moonsault and then Omos would like catch him and throw him out or something. And then I'm like, okay, at least he tried. But no, he's just like, nope, deuces, I'm not. Not not messing with this. So so I I, I will list. I listen to his uh, show every day at noon. Um, while I eat my lunch, so I will tune in tomorrow to see what kind of shenanigans he has to say. A few more here, and then we're gonna get an AEW. I promise. We are. We is this an AEW podcast, Tanner? It is, but tonight. In, I mean, we're in a roll. Twenty six minutes. <laughs> it's not feeling like it, but Royal Rumble's okay. a. Great event. It's it's arguably my favorite event in professional. My, mine too. Mine too. It's I fun. Do. It's fun. Uh, um, Paul wants to know, uh, speaking of Guther, who takes the title off of him? Which is a great question because, oh, man, it's he's on a roll. I mean, longest. He's held the IC title longer than anybody else. I got it. We got a, we got a ladder match. WrestleMania. Okay. Mm-hmm. R-Truth. That would be awesome. No, it's absolutely – truth shows up for like a steel cage match or a rumble match, right? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah totally just, different. Just, just like he showed up for the rumble the other – a couple years ago and put a ladder in there. You <laughs> put the Arch. Beast? Yeah, yeah, where's it at? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. If you remember, was it five years ago, six years ago, the first time we had WrestleMania in, the, in Jerry's place in Dallas Stadium, uh, Zack Ryder – Came out of nowhere and won the ladder match and won the IC title. Now, he dropped it the night, uh, the Monday after, the next night. Um, But that that was a way to get the IC title. I can't remember who had the IC title at the time. That was a long time ago. I think Uh, the Miz got it from him the night after. So, the Miz might have went into WrestleMania as the champ. But but I think that will be a way to get it off of Gunther since we have no Brock. Yep. Um, unless unless you have a straight up Braun Breaker in, in Gunther, I can I can get along with that. But make if a not, star right away. Yeah. If not, put it put a put a ladder match mm-hmm. um, uh, for it, 
and then that way, you know, getting get I mean, off him takes you know eases the pain. I mean, I watched that dude last night at Rumble, and I'm like, you know, I know he probably doesn't sell the. Mer- I mean, he's heel right now. He doesn't sell the merch that they probably would want a world champion to sell. But my God, the way that guy works, it's like they need us. They need a. They need to get the big one of the big straps on him within the next year. He's so impressive. So impressive. Can't talk worth a shit though. No, he's getting better. But um, I thought he did pretty good with. uh, I don't know if you listened to Busted Open's podcast from Friday. They interviewed a handful of superstars before the Rumble, and he did a pretty good job with that interview. So he's getting better. But but man, some of those chops he laid in yesterday, unbelievable. Especially to Cody, he laid some in that were oh my god. Well, when your hand is. 12 yeah. inches in diameter, you can get those to, to smack pretty good. I was enjoying when he and uh, McIntyre were having that chop fest. He would chop Cody, McIntyre chop Punk. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Which I, I thought all four of those, the final four guys, looked really good yesterday. So, And, you know, I know one of my bold predictions was for Drew Galloway to become all elite, but the way they're using him and putting him in big spots, I don't think he's leaving. I still think he does, but I don't think he comes to okay. AEW. I think uh-huh. he goes back to TNA. Yeah, they got if they if they got the cash, they got some momentum going their way. So if they got the cash, um, all right, all right. So let's get on to AEW, shall we? We've talked enough about the brand in Connecticut, which is WWE. But once again, glad Cody Rhodes back to back Rumble champion, only the fourth one to do so. First guy since Steve Austin. In 98. But, um, yeah, good week of AW action, I thought. Uh, we opened up with Dynamite Wednesday night. And uh, we opened up with Samoa Joe coming out to speak. And he was addressing everything right away. Um, he talked about Hook right away. Um, and then Hook came out. Hook came out, shook his hand, but whispered that he doesn't know when or where, but he will see Joe again. Then Joe told security to get Hook out of the ring. So, once again, I thought they did a good job making Hook look like a big time, big time star there. They did. I love that Hook came out, went toe to toe with him, shook his hand like a man. You were the better man the other night, but I'll be back. Um, thought it was great by Hook, um, and then I thought it was even better heelish Joe by saying, "Security, yep. get this guy out of the ring." Yep. And then Hook had his way with some security guards, and then the real security guards jumped in the ring. Yeah, the the, the guys you 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 have seen for the years, the big boys, <laughs> the big boys that don't t- ever take bumps. No, Those guys no. never take bumps. Yeah, um, yeah, they got in the ring, and then you know Hook slid out, and you know hightailed it back. So, and and they're really cool at shows too. If you've ever been to AW show live, they're cool. They always, I know when we were there, uh, there was a. A little kid, a few rows in front of us. One of them went over and gave him a sucker. He had a handful of suckers. He's looking for kids. And uh, some of those guys can move, man. Remember that one that ran and jumped the guardrail? Oh, my God. Yeah, they can move. They can I'm, move. I, I, They're almost as quick as me. Almost. 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 I mean. I mean, you I mean, guys haven't seen me in action yet, but. I mean, you might you might see uh, Shep in uh, Paris here this summer in the Olympics. I mean, kind of a breaking news spoiler there from KOP. but Yes. Yes, I'm. I am. Uh, I'm on the finals of a lot of trial teams to go to Paris. 
Oh, 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 we're talking Olympics. I thought we were talking beer Olympics. My bad. My bad. Oh, man. Oh, that's not part of the regular Olympics? No. It should yeah. be. Should, should be. be. Should Salute. Be. They're making everything else part of the Olympics anymore. So, um, anyway, the first actual match of Dynamite was Adam Hangman Page versus Pinta. Um, good match, uh, but like I say, and we, we knew Pinta wasn't going to win, right? But we, we always complain on this podcast. We think Pinta is money as a singles competitor. If they let him go, he just never gets wins. And, and the only reason I, I think I go back to this, I think the only reason that we don't see him getting a major push is because of his language barrier. Yeah. I don't think he can speak the greatest English. Um, That's what he's got I, Alex for. Well, he's a douchebag. <laughs> no, I kind of like the guy at first, but the more I think about him with his stupid gloves on, he looks like, go play the freaking trumpets <laughs> with your stupid white gloves. Ship is not a hype man fan. No, no. I, and I agree with Paul. Pinta needs gold. But we need to get him, we need to get him on the mic. And, yeah. and the only thing he says is that you better say hello, say hello. That's all he says. <laughs> yeah, Stevie says she's heard that he doesn't speak any English. Martin says he doesn't win because he's a tag guy. You know, I, I get that, but I just feel like and Phoenix is hurt all the time. And I like he, Phoenix, but he's hurt, hurt all the time. All the time. When when you say he's a tag guy, he held he held the world championship in TNA. Impact. I'm sorry, that was back that's, in Impact. That's, yeah, that's true. But Majin brings up a good point about your boys, FTR guys. Cash and Dax usually don't win in singles either. True. They should. At least Dax should. True. So, but good win for Hangman. His momentum continues rolling forward. Well, now, and 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 you notice after he won won this, the commentary brought up the rankings again. All of a sudden, Hangman, you were three and zero in in twenty twenty four. So, I love that they're bringing those back. Yep. And. Obviously, that fits into the storyline going in with Hangman and, and Swerve. Yeah, I think they're going to come out this week. They said end of the month, so I'll look for them this week probably on their socials, and then we'll we'll discuss those next Sunday because, uh, yeah, I'm glad they're getting back to that. I, there was a report by Brian Alvarez this past week that CM Punk was a big reason why the rankings went away. He talked Tony into getting rid of the rankings. And I, I, can, I can see that. Yeah, so, yeah, interesting. But I'm all for them coming back. Uh, um, Majin here says, I know, but he's firmly an attack team. AW to their point. Keep that up. All right. Uh, we then saw Warlow against Trent Beretta. Um, no, uh, well, before, before that, we saw Orange Cassie backstage with Renee agreeing to defend his title at, at Revolution against Roderick Strong, but he will keep defending the title. And he told Tony Khan to put people in a match on Rampage and the winner will challenge him. On collision. So finally, we were kind of complaining about it last week. We said Orange hasn't been defending it. Now it looks like for the next handful of weeks, we're going to start getting getting him to defend that. Um, uh, Paul says, I heard Paul is number one contender in the rankings for the international championship. <laughs> I I would I would enjoy seeing you on 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 AEW television, Paul, in a match for what's worth. Um. We did, we did. We saw the young bucks uh, sh- sh- showing the format backstage, and they get asked what their first plan of action is as executives. They want more respect by being uh, 
called their passport names. They say that they're fixing the catering problem. They're saying all this to Alex Marvez, and they're here to make sure that shows get to run smoothly. They bump in the top flight and accuse them of just showing up, saying, ah, we like you guys. Next time we'll find you, which they're just showing up. So I, I like this presentation of the Bucks so far. It's totally different than anything we've seen. They're just, they're just pricks, right? Yes, yes. And I can I can get along with that, um, especially going into Revolution if they're going to go mm-hmm. against uh, obviously Singh and Darby, um, just being the absolute you know pricks of the company. But I also think a part of this character is a slap in the face back to Punk. I really do. You know, they're all of a sudden, we knew they were EVPs back in the day, right? We knew that. Now, they're putting that as, as their character, and they're the only ones doing it. You know, right. Cody never did it. Um, Omega never did it. Jericho never did it. So these guys are like, see a chance, and they're, and they're rolling with it, and it's going to work. I really think it's going to work. Um because the more they do these vignettes, by the time they hit the ring, they will get booed out of the building, and that's exactly what they want. Yep. It's pretty genius to set up for that match, a revolution. Uh, here's the match earlier that I was I was getting to before I forgot a few of the backstage vignettes. We got Trent against Wardlow. Uh, Wardlow went over. It wasn't a squash match, but Trent didn't get a ton of offense in, but Wardlow went over after the match. Best friends got in the ring. Uh, Undisputed uh, Kingdom. Yep, about forgot their name. Undisputed Kingdom gets up on the apron, but then they call Wardlow over, so uh, nothing between them. But we saw Trent push Orange away after second, Orange went over to consult him. So second time that's happened yeah. once before. So yeah, then they then they kind of kissed and made up there towards the end a little bit. So yeah. a little little bit different, but yeah. So. uh I'm all for Trent turning heel. I've, I've been calling for it for a year, year and a half, two years on this podcast. So I hope they go forward with that eventually. Because uh, that, that could be a fun feud, too, for their national championship. If, if Orange retains against Roderick, that could be fun. You know, the only thing is, if you turn him heel, you you really hurt that faction. Because that yeah. faction really falls apart. That's true. Um, That's true. But they've been together so long. They have, but Rocky Romero just kind of comes and goes as he pleases from Japan. Okay. Yeah. Dan Housen's here and there, gone tomorrow. Should see, be on TV a lot more than he is. See him next week, and then we don't see him for a yep. month. Um, then the Kentucky gentleman hasn't wrestled in how long? Yeah, he's injured, I think. But but if you get if you turn Trent heel and you leave him face. Yeah. Like that that has no spot for him. Like he yeah. literally could be kicked out of the company because of it. So that's true. That's true. He's but yeah. But uh Paul says heel Trent against OC is money. Uh Majin, I know Majin's a big warlow guy. He said he still thinks Trent got too much offense in. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta give Trent a little bit. I mean, yeah, yeah, you do. You can't just squat him. But. And I've I've talked about this one before. Trent has the build, the look. Yeah. The athleticism, Trent, yeah. Trent, Trent can go. Yeah, um, you can't squash him like he's going up against Jerlistico or Lutha or anybody <laughs> like that. Yeah. So. 
Speaking of Luthor, we saw him uh, on this next segment. Really enjoyed this. Deanna Peraza face-to-face with Tony Storm. You enjoy this? I did. I enjoy Tony Storm. I really do. Um, I, I love how they did the half half black and white, half color with the same camera angle. That was awesome. They did, and then the, the tattoo came up. Um, and when you and, – and the first thing I noticed when they, when they showed the tattoo on Deanna – I'm like, why is there a shoe unbuckled? And then it clicked, like, she's going to freaking throw her shoe. And then it goes into Tony Storm throwing her shoe, then she throws her shoe, and I'm like, okay, makes sense. But, yeah, um, yeah, great storytelling by the two two ladies. Um, did did uh, you look up the actual meaning of the massage that Tony Storm was going to get at 11 o'clock that night? No. Oh. Okay, you just you just do. All right, just Google it. There's my homework did, for the night. Yeah, just Google it. Um, because when she made a comment, she had a massage at, uh, scheduled for eleven. Uh, the type of massage that she has scheduled was when the uh, masseuse is naked and you're naked, and yeah, you can just all right. Here. Yeah, but fill in the blanks. You fill in the blanks, but that's just that's Tony Storm, man. Yeah, that's this character. Um, she's nuts. She's nuts. She's, I love it. Uh, you know, the chin up tits out is awesome. Throw that shoe. I mean, right now, I would say there's not a better character in professional women's wrestling right now than Tony Storm. And I like the tie-in of them. You know, they used to be really good friends. They got those tattoos together. I wish they would have explained the tattoo a little more. Well, but like, where they got it and everything. But, well. If if you watched uh, any of uh, Twitter, Bully Ray was like, "Give me that story." Yeah, like and maybe he was, we will, and maybe we will. Um, of course, I think Bully was trying to get that for his after show um, of Dynamite on Wednesdays, the yeah. busted open after dark, yep. which Bully took from us. But yep, like, yep, kicked us off Wednesdays. Thanks, Bully. Yeah, fucking asshole. <laughs> we like David Lagreca. We like Tommy Dreamer. We like Mark Henry. Mickey James. Mickey James. Thunder Rosa. Yep. Them two jackalopes on Sunday. You guys suck. <laughs> Justin Lamar and Jonathan Hood. Yeah, you're right there with Bully Ray, you fuck stains. <laughs> wow. We got explicit ship in the house tonight, big time. Like, seriously, have you listened to those guys on Sundays? I, I've listened to Labar in the past, but I haven't listened to much of their Sunday segment. With and nothing Hood. against them. They're very knowledgeable, okay? I'm not going to take that away from them. They know what the hell they're talking about. They're enthusiastic. They're wrestling fans. But they're as dry as Mae Young's. All right. Yeah. You know Can what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> no just... fake hand coming out that. <laughs> Oh no, they're drier and shit, man. I mean, come <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. You, they would have makes you. They make you some garlic bread and chip your damn tooth. It's so damn dry. <laughs> Anyways, that's just my uh, opinion. Uh, I love Maj- busted open. I love busted open. Anyways, Maj- Tony Storm couldn't even handle Deanna. How is she gonna handle Wendy Ricker? They gotta bring her in. They've gotta get her in for something. A cameo somewhere. Something. Something. So. God, how old is Wendy now? That's a great question. She's up there. Uh, let me see. She in her 50s? 
Is she single with low self-esteem looking for fat guys? <laughs> She's 63. Oh, yeah, it's a little much for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what in the world do we have on next there? Uh, but yeah, Deanna, Deanna's been a great signing already for AEW. She's really doing great things for that division. Excited to see where she's going to go. Well, obviously, we're going to get those two a revolution. I mean, it's not official on paper, but that's that's where we're going to get. Um, uh, Moxley then promoting Rampage on Friday. We then get Swerve Strickland versus Jeff Hardy. I got to say, I always enjoy watching Swerve. I always get excited about Swerve. But I was like, I don't know how this match could go with Jeff. I think this was one of, if not Jeff Hardy's best AW singles match that we've seen yet. I was going to, I was going to go the opposite way. Really? Um, just because I don't think their their styles match up, but the age doesn't. I think, I think Swerve carried Jeff. All right. Match. All right. Made him look good. Okay. Get, I'm going to give 100% of this credit to Swerve. Swerve. Okay. But, and that maybe that's just me being the the, the pessimist on the Hardy Boys right now. Um, but, yeah. They, uh, I do like that. I think they're going to be turning heel. I mean, we saw Jeff kind of heelish after he lost to Darby last week on Rampage. So, yeah. Um, and, and I, I'm, I'm just betting on knowing Tony's mind. He's going to give these boys one more run. Yeah, well, they screwed up. Well, Jeff screwed up. Unfortunately, their their chance last time. So. Well, you know he he had a little too much of that all you can drink mimosa brunch. <laughs> yeah, something. I mean, we're all guilty of it. Yeah. The only problem is, is I got to walk to the house from the barn. Not drive, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. You're a little smarter about it. Um, our lone women's match of Dynamite. Uh, we were just saying we like Thunder Rosa, but um, this match didn't deliver for me. Thunder against Red Velvet. It, it, a little sloppy. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I started watching Dynamite about an hour. I always try to start about 9 o'clock so I don't have to watch commercials. I started a little early, about 8.30. And then I got to this match and I had to watch it. Not that I wouldn't fast forward through it, but it was just, it was rough to watch. Yeah. And I like Thunder. I, yeah. I I think she she's had some great matches in the past. It, this one just, a couple of their bumps were off. Their timing was off. It just, yeah, like you said, it was sloppy. It was just, wasn't, wasn't a good showing from the, from the two ladies. It was her first Dynamite match in like 500 some days, I heard. Um, later I mean, on she, she she had a back injury, and I don't know what what the actual back injury was. She uh, was real close to being done for her career, though. So. I don't know. Did did she have surgery? I don't know. I never. I, never I don't heard think if she, she did or not. But I don't think she did. Um, and and I don't think it was a hundred percent Thunder's uh, fault on this too. I think Red Velvet, which. She's she's had some good matches in the past, she but she's had she's had some shit shows too. Um, I think she, you know they just didn't work good together. They, they didn't yeah. they didn't flow good together. So after this, we got Darby and Sting to the ring. 
And uh, Darby says people all the time ask him what it's like to uh, team with Sting. He said he's impacted it. Sting's impacted him since 2015 when he saw Sting's career end. He admits he thought, uh, what if that was him? And then he heard Sting was coming to AEW. Uh, wondered why. As he was retired, Allen then flew to Sting's house and rolled around with him in the ring. He told Sting, dude, you still got it. You can still go. Um, in the During this, Young Bucks are shown backstage in their classic old-school-looking headsets. Uh, Darby points out the rankings are back, and they're in the top spot due to be un- being undefeated. He said they'd be dumbasses not to take the opportunity. He tells Sting that he's still got it again, and this time he's not alone, as the fans agree with him. Sting then admits he's all in. They hug it out in the ring. So in two weeks on Dynamite, we're getting Sting and Darby going for the tag team titles against Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Sting and Darby win. Yep. Yep. And that's that's the way that's the way to put the belts on the Bucks. It's definitely gonna make an interesting match for our predictions on Revolution. I'll, I'll keep it at that because it adds more intrigue even to the match, even though it doesn't need more intrigue because it's Sting's last match, retirement match, and everything. You got gold on the line. I mean, does Sting go out a champion undefeated and then Darby carries on the belts against a new partner, carries on by himself, or do the Bucks beat him and then send him out of retirement that way as a loser losing the belts? It's intrigue. I'm I'm all I'm all for it, and you got to be for it too to get off. I mean, I know you're a huge Big Bill fan, but uh, to get the titles off of him, I I, I got to think you're you're all for that. Fuck Big Bill. <laughs> and, and and the only reason I say that you could call him anything in the world but Big Bill, and I'd probably be okay with it. Big Bill. Yeah. Call him Big Bill. Call him. There you go, Paul. No, call him Bob. Ricky Star- no, no, no big Bob. Bob. Just call him Ricky Starks and Bob, and I'd be okay with it. But you take his <laughs> you take his name, which was what? Morrissey, right? Yeah, he was W W Morrissey or WM Morrissey when he first yeah. came to AW and then they Yeah. You just you take Morrissey. Just call him Morrissey. Whatever. Call him Bob. Fucking Bob. Every time you say Bob, it makes me laugh. <laughs> of, the, of the when the Rock and Billy Gunn. You remember yeah. that? When yeah. Rock was just kind of probe on him and, and the heavens open up and God comes down. Bob? <laughs> well, my, name, my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your, what name, your name is. is. Yeah. Just anyways. Anything oh but God. big like like Tony Khan, that is a that is an NWA Hollywood name. You're not if wrong. You ever, if you ever watched NWA from Hollywood or Hollywood from NWA, whatever that bullshit was back in the West Coast, which you know uh, MGF was on that back in the day. Um, Nigel. Not Nigel McGinnis, gosh dang it. Uh, Nick Aldis was on that back in the day. Tim Storm was on that back in the day. You know, NWA from Hollywood or whatever. That was what you could call – you could call him Big Bill. You could yeah. call him Big Bill there. Okay? But now we're on we're on national television. We're on one of the top five or six channels in the market. You don't call him fucking Big Bill. <laughs> Okay, 
Come up with okay. something better than, yeah, I know he's seven foot tall. I know he has long hair and he's ripped. Call him something better than Big Bill. I mean, I gotta play, I gotta play pay some play some of this promo after after you're done cutting your promo here because I found I'm it. done I'm done I'm All done right. before we get more explicit ratings. King of the Ring, you got down on your knees, put your little hands together, and you said a prayer, and it sounded like this: Oh dear God. You see, my name's Billy. And I just won King of the Ring, but there's one problem. Everybody still thinks that I absolutely suck. <laughs> Man, the rock was great on the mic. Still is, but. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God Himself spoke to you and said this Bob? But my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. Bob. That's awesome. Uh, rabbit holes. Fun rabbit holes tonight. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Good point, Paul. Big Bronson Reed, big Omos, big Bill, big Shep. Big, wow. Big show, big cast. Need <laughs> to say more. Call him Big Cass. Yeah. He he was known as Big Cass. They probably can't. It's probably trademarked by WWE. But uh, don't don't give a shit. Majin said Big Bill himself chose that name. Well, well, he's an idiot. <laughs> well, another uh, favorite of Shep's was in the match next. Brian Cage um, with the Mogul Embassy. We're trying to win the AW World Trios Championships off the acclaimed and Bob, aka Billy Gunn, Daddy S. Um, of course, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn were successful defending their titles. So, but uh, they did get help from the Bang Bang Scissor Gang members. So, you knew yeah. that was going to happen. So, yep, yep. It's. I still think, like I said last week, I still think uh, Bull Club Gold turns on them, or or maybe they don't. But I think we get a unification match at Revolution for the trios. And and I think that's perfect because. As much as we focus on ROH, even on AEW television, which I don't mind, okay? Don't mind at all. I think you could have one trios champion represent both brands. Yeah, I do too. Yep. Yep. And that's a great way to that's a great way to get other faces on ROH. Exactly what you just said there. I mean Yep. 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 So we think of the main event, Adam Copeland versus uh, Minero Suzuki. My God, these two beat the shit out of each other. They did. Um, the only I don't thing, know if it was main event worthy. <sighs> it wasn't the greatest, but. And and, and I don't want to be a dick here. A couple of the front bumps, the front face bumps that Minoru took, I felt like he mailed it in. Um and maybe it was okay. Hold on, he's a legend, right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna harp on right. him. I'm gonna blame it on the cameras. I'm gonna blame it on the camera guy in AEW. The way their cameras was, it made it look bad. The way he took the bumps, made like he mailed it in. Didn't take, didn't sell the bumps. Um, love that we saw that match. You know, I love that that was on our bingo card of, of 2024. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
Because if you would ask me in, even if you asked me in December of 2023, I would say, nah, no way in hell, right? Um, but I love that we got it. Um, I love the finish of the match where Copeland went to shake his hand and Menorah went up and then, ah, yeah, yeah. walked away. It was perfect. It was perfect for his character, perfect yep. for Adam's character. Yep. It, it, it worked out well. Um, yep. it, was, it was a good ending of the night. And then Copeland afterwards said, man, I have never been hit that hard. Um, makes it clear he's coming for Christian Cage, but the rivalry's not over. Of course, we're going to get that at Revolution. But I like what they showed Christian. I was even thinking in my head, I'm like, I think I've seen that background before. Lo and behold, that shot was from like all out. They just used it again. So, yeah. But the Bucks were in charge of the show, so maybe they had something to do with that. Well, you know. <laughs> reusing, reusing their resources, right? There we go. There yeah. we go. Uh, Majin uh, talking about the uh, Rock and Billy Gunn promo for back in the day that I played a little bit of. So Billy was going to be pushed up the card, so they did that promo to see if he could hang with the Rock, and him being silent throughout ruined that push. True story. Yeah. True story. Then he, uh, a few years later, got with Chuck Palumbo and Rico, and it was Billy and Chuck. That worked out well. Yeah, it worked out well. That worked out well. So that was it for Dynamites. Um, I thought it was an all right show. It was. I don't. It, it wasn't as good as the last few weeks. I thought. Well, it the wasn't reason, awful, but the like, reason you say that is because of the main event. Like I thought, the show was really good, and then the main event it peaked and then went down. Yeah. No, and nothing against Suzuki and, and Adam. Okay, loved it. But it wasn't it wasn't great, right? It wasn't we had a really good show coming up and then we had that. Yeah. It was kind of a letdown. Yeah. And I see in the background you got the NFC championship on the Francisco 49ers just start, scored to go up ten with three minutes left. So sorry, Detroit fans. You're up twenty four to seven and a half, and now you got to lose by ten points. So, oh boy. Yeah, that was a... Uh, that's heartbreak. That's why? Heartbreak. Why? Why do we have to have? Why? Why do? Is it scripted, Tanner? What's more scripted, WWE or the NFL? I would Tell like me. to think. I would like to think WWE as a big NFL fan, but uh, I don't know, man. Oh, man. But you know, all the leaks were saying it was going to be the Ravens and Niners. And that's not the case. It's going to be Chiefs Niners, which we saw back in twenty twenty, and but. For business purposes, they know that'll drive the ratings because all the Taylor Swift fans will be watching. I know it. I I, I hate the. I'm just glad the rest of the nation's starting to hate the Chiefs like I have been for years as a Bronco fan. It's like here, it's I'm awful. on the bandwagon of the hate. Come on, it's awful. I've been here a long time. Well, that's that's because you're a Broncos fan. I get yeah, it. they've they've tormented me for years, but yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get you a Taylor Swift poster. They're the new Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, at least at least Bill Bell at least Bill Belichick was getting. Uh, no, that's Robert Kraft. At least Robert Kraft was getting handies by an Asian girl in a, <laughs> oh a in a massage parlor. Oh, we don't have to, I'd rather see that than fucking Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> let's let's see. yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of comments. Keep them coming, everybody. Appreciate it. I'm trying to keep up here and not go down too many rabbit holes. Uh, 
Paul, in case I don't make it to the end, here's my my show of the week, wrestler of the weekend rating. Okay, so he's gonna. Steffi says, "Shut up, Eagles lost." Uh, sorry about the Eagles. Um, and then Majin said, "The NHL beats them all." Well, you're Canadian, so I I expect that. Yeah. Hey, Majin. Hey, Majin. I love the NHL. Me and Martin McSwirly. We fly, get a party. We oh, fly on that ice like it's glass. <laughs> I love to see ship ice skate. <laughs> I can ice skate with the best of them. Oh, better than better than Happy Gilmore. Oh, dude. I, you ever seen that movie, Mighty Ducks? Flying V, the flying oh. show. <laughs> Flying V. I can go flying V right into Mama Wayne's flying oh, V. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Perfect setup. Perfect setup. I threw the pass for the alley oop and Chef yeah. just slammed it home. Mm-hmm. Good one. Good one. Good one. Uh, what do we got here on Rampage? Uh, start off with Moxley against Lee Moriarty. Shane Taylor by his side. Moxley, of course, beats Moriarty. Moriarty doesn't tap, though. Uh, Moxley makes a pass out afterwards. Uh, Shane Shane Taylor didn't tap either. He passed out. He as didn't. Well, he right? passed out as well. Yeah. Afterwards, uh, Moxley wanted a handshake and uh, gets punched right in the face by Shane Taylor. And then Moriarty fires some stomps off of him, and they leave him laying. I'm like, you know, I, I was like, that's weird. Like, what direction are they going? Well, and then after that, we found out that the next night on the collision it was going to be Mox and Claudio versus Shane Taylor and Liam Moriarty. So I'm like, okay. If that's what's set up, that I'm good with that. So, yeah. uh, backstage, Renee was with Angela Parker and Anna Jay. Um, I I like this. I like this segment. I thought Parker's telling Anna Jay, you know, he's always she's always had his support, but he can't be out there at ringside tonight. He thinks uh, he's he's starting to piece everything together. He asked Anna Jay if she had anything to do with the Harley, Harley Cameron situation, kissing him. Anna Jay smacks him in the face. So she can't believe he asked her that and said. He was defeat, or yeah, she she was defending him against Ruby Soho. She's no longer doing that. She says she's tired of having everyone's back while no one has hers. Says she's done. So aggressive side of Anna J. I like that. I do too. We then got Kosuke Kanosuke uh, Takeshka, excuse me, with the Dunkhouse family against Christopher Daniels, one of our rare CD appearances. And he beat the living shit out of him. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, Keshka's looking more aggressive week weekend week out, which is great. That's what his character should be. Uh, yeah, he pretty much squashed um, CD after the match. Callis grabbed the mic, said Don Valley. Callis family takes everything that could be taken. He says Chris Jericho took thirty three years from him. He can never get it back. They've started to take everything from him, including Kenny Omega and Sammy Guevara. He says Jericho kept coming back, but it's time to end things. He challenges Jericho to a match on Keshka's behalf. And says, when all is said and done, nothing will be left. So, getting that rematch that the two had over in Japan uh, a month or so ago. Which this will be, this will be the rubber match because Takeshina beat him in America, Jericho beat him in um, Japan. So, we're going to get the rubber match at Revolution, right? Well, we, we get we get Jericho against Takeshka next week, and oh, then next week, okay, and then Fletcher, Kyle Fletcher against Jericho the week after that. It looks like so. I don't know what they're setting up there. I can't really tell where this is going. I can't, that's the thing with Jericho's stories anymore. I can't tell where the hell they're going. If we're, I mean, if they're going to use Jericho this much, you would think this is maybe he kind of went to Tony and said, look, I got one more year in me. Yeah. Like, let, let's just let's rock and roll 
hopefully. I mean, he signed through twenty seven, but maybe maybe some of that's gonna be backstage stuff. Yeah, I don't want to see Jericho till twenty seven. <laughs> oh boy, I know I don't want to see that. Uh, Paul is picking Collision as a show of the week. Daniel Garcia as his wrestler of the week, 6.8. Dynamite wasn't exciting as uh, for me as I was hoping for. It was a good week at AEW, just not what I was hoping for. And how can you not enjoy the main event of Collision? Oh, we'll definitely get into that here in a little bit. Um, we then got Anna J versus Ruby Soho, who the Outcasters were, or the Outcasts, excuse me, were, uh, were there alongside her at ring side. Um, Anna J. Picks up a good win. So, I mean, even though Ruby Soho takes the L, I, I like that. Anna J won with the Queen Slayer, and she needed that. You know, she said she's doing this for herself, doing this on her own. Get some wins. So, Ranky System coming back. Maybe that puts her in a strong position to eventually go after uh, either the TBS or the world title again. Yeah, I, I like this little story they had with with Ruby and, and Anna J. Um he had a uh, uh, cool hand in the middle of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Daddy Magic on commentary, dude. Daddy Magic on commentary is awesome. Awesome. Like, I oh. hope we get that more. Um, I know he wants to be in the ring more, but he is money on commentary. So, um, yeah, good little storyline there. Uh, good little backstage uh, vignettes in the past between the two, and then. Uh, I don't mind. I don't mind her going over Ruby uh, at all in this one. Yeah, yeah. Imagine said Jericho said uh, he'd probably go full time to the desk when he retires in the ring, and um, then he says Daddy Magic is a decent commentator. I would take Daddy Magic over Chris Jericho personally in commentary. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Main event I, was. The- I, hold on. I I take Daddy Magic over. We're gonna talk about a lot of commentaries here. Or just <laughs> we're just gonna compare him to Jericho. I was just comparing him to Jericho because I, I think uh, AW's got a pretty good commentary team. I know you're not a fan of the man in the mask. I think he does pretty good. Job. He's better nowadays. I mean, we how long um, how long have I been doing this podcast? A year and a half, probably. Coming up on two years in March. Coming yeah. okay, two years in March. Yeah. He's grown on me. Let's put it yeah. that way. Yeah. But if he if we went two years ago, I would have yeah. said, get the yeah. yeah, you would have. You would have. Yeah. yeah. He's grown on you. Orange Cassie's grown on you. He has. Both of them has. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot yeah. of them. Yeah. Look, at, look how open-minded Shep is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very open-minded. I can't even think of too many people who have went the opposite way for you off the top of my head. I'm sure there's some, but. Uh, no. No. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm open-minded as hell. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Big Bill, though. Well, you've never been a fan of his, so it wasn't like you you no. reverted it either way. Uh, the uh, main event for on Rampage was a freshly squeezed number one contender four way match for the international championship. It was Commander the Butcher, Kip Sabian, and El Hijo del Vikingo. Um, I was a little surprised by the winner of this match. To be honest, I thought Vikingo would be the winner. It was Commander. Yeah, I thought it was too. Actually, I thought I thought I could see Kip Sabian come out. This. Yeah. I knew Butch uh, didn't have a chance. Poor yeah, Butch. but of of the, of the luchadors, I thought it would have been yeah. uh, Vikingo for sure. But I don't think they want Vikingo to take a loss on on a one on one loss on right on, on television. So I mean, right. kind of worked knowing that uh, Commander was going to get the win, and then 
obviously take the L on collision. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and I see next week on Rampage, we're going to get some CMLL talent. Some luchadors coming. They ran a little vignette promo thing on collision last night to kind of explain who's coming and what they're all about. Don't you say forbidden door though, because that's some gimmick bullshit according yep. to trips. Yep. Yep. Uh, anyway. Stuffy here. Uh, I may get some heat for this. Not a Bucks fan. Hey, teach their own. Teach their own. I mean, come on. You don't like the Milwaukee Bucks? Is that what you're <laughs> talking about? Well, they are pretty stupid. Second in the East and they fire their coach. Kind of dumb. But I don't understand the NBA. I, I, I really don't understand the logic there. But Well, you uh, follow way more NBA because I had no idea the Bucks were in second place. So Yeah, then they hired Doc Rivers, who does less with more talent than anybody else probably in the history of the NBA. So. Well, Good luck, Milwaukee. I mean, he's a d- fucking doctor, Tanner. How can you that's not Tanner? True. That's true. That's true. That's true. But if I, I know if, a lot. If I call myself Doc Shep, you know how many podcasts are going to come after me? Because I'm a doctor. <laughs> Quite a few. None. <laughs> uh, Shep as a doctor. That's scary. But no, I know a lot of people who don't like the Bucks. I also know a lot of people who like the Bucks. I like the Bucks, but I understand. I understand where people come from. Do, do you think, though... I like the okay. I like the I like the heel bucks we're getting right now. The, yeah. the EVPs, but do you think? Let's go back in the last twelve months. Do you think the Bucks have had that much influence in the backstage to to piss some talent off to treat talent the way it is? Do you think that shit's true? Let's be honest. Do you think it's true? Because I mean, CM Punk left, right? Whether 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 he's a bullheaded son of a buck or not, um, there's just been some really negative negative things said about the locker room of AEW and the positivity of the locker room of WWE. So, yeah. I mean, is it are those guys that big of assholes? Do you think really? I would like to think no, but. It just depends. It depends. It seems like some people at AEW say they're great. Some some don't. So maybe it's you got to be in their click. I don't know. I, um, man, it's hard telling. I don't know. I, I definitely think the morale around AEW changed a little bit when Cody left. I don't know what exactly that means. Um, I'm just hoping they get it back on foot this year and the shows have been solid so far. And you know, Tony tweeted over the weekend that 2024 is going to be like 2021 was. AEW when they were probably at their peak of, of hotness. So I don't know. I, I That's a good question. I I don't know what their exact roles are as EVPs. I feel like they probably don't have as they probably don't have as many hats as they did in the start of AEW. I'm guessing Tony's just taking on more and more because the dude never sleeps. Um, he loves that booger sugar. Question, though. That's, that, yeah, that's a good question though. I mean, I would like to think that, I mean, like for instance, I know Thunder Rosa is very complimentary of the Bucks and how they are backstage. Probably, probably just depends who you ask. Yeah. All right. Know. Well, hey, I tell you what, that's that's a goal of uh, 2024. Okay. We need to work on, and I'll I'll help as much as I can. We need to get some AEW talent on this podcast. Oh, it'd be great. I, okay. I love it. I love it. Let's 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 start uh, soliciting and uh, using our resources to to have some 
AEW talent uh, on this podcast by the end of the year. Yeah, that'd be great. I have some ideas. I have some ideas. That'd be awesome. Uh, Majin says, I can't hate the Bucks. He says, I don't think they are. The room seems to be fine since Punk left, really. I think it's improved. I mean, I like CM Punk for his in-ring work. Um, I mean, he's a polarizing figure. But I think things were just so bad at the end. Toxicity in the locker room that probably had to get a little better when he left. I mean, I look at that that all-out scrum he had, the post-media scrum, and I mean, it was great. It was it was very entertaining to me. But obviously, he was just digging. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Moxley, I think, is the locker room leader. I think Brian Danielson is. Uh, Eddie Kingston's very complimentary of the Bucks, like Majin said. So, yeah, I think some Eddie, other people have stepped up. Eddie Kingston didn't like anybody. So, no, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Uh, okay. We start All off. Right. All right, Tanner, you start your next yep. read. Uh, yep. I'm going to have to yep. get a refill. Refill time. Refill time. Put on a shirt. Refill time. Uh, we start a collision with uh, kind of like we start Rampage. We saw Moxley beat, beat, um, uh, yeah, he beat Lee Moriarty. I was just blanking. I'm here in Shep's ice. He didn't mute his mic, so I'm just here in the ice. Actually, I'm going to mute his mic until um, he gets back, so that way I can concentrate. But he beats Lee Moriarty, um, and then we saw the attack. So it was Mox and Claudio against Shane Taylor promotion. Shane Taylor. Moriarty. Uh, this match got some good time, and there was some heavy hitting in this match. Once again, BCC gets the win in this match, and it's uh, Moxley stomping Taylor repeatedly before putting him in a rear naked chokehold, and Moxley gets the win when Shane Taylor passes out. So once again, Moxley gets a win with the submission, but Shane Taylor nor Lee Moriarty submit. They pass out. So I am digging that Moxley's wearing down his opponents to the, the point they just pass out, they don't they don't even tap. So um, I was fine with this match opening up collision. Um, yeah, I don't have too much more to say about it. But. Well, when the when you say they don't tap out when they they pass out, I get it, right? Yep. But does that mean does that mean they're the faces in the match, and and Moxley's the heel? Because it. Wouldn't, wouldn't you kind of, you know. He has some sympathy for the person who passes out, I guess. Right, right. I don't have any, sympathy. Always, I don't have any sympathy for Shane Taylor or Lee Moriarty is what I'm getting at. Right. I, I've i always said, um, you know, in the past, it's like if somebody passes out, they come away looking like a brighter star than they entered in the match. But now we're seeing Moxley do this on a consistent basis three weeks in a row. So maybe that's just the way he's got to finish people off from now on. And we've seen the BCG do that a lot with the hammer fist or the elbows over, over the, over the last, you know, year or so. But, um, I don't excited. I don't see him doing big things on AW with Shane Taylor promotion right now. No. So I don't either. Yeah. Uh, I'll say, I'll say this though, for the drama it caused, Punk's leave was necessary as now locker room leaders have stepped forward. Mox, Danielson, Kingston, Jericho, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we see Commander. We were just talking about him on Rampage as he became number one contender to go against Orange Cassidy for the International Championship. We saw him against Orange for the match. United Kingdom pretty much 
oh, Jesus, United Kingdom, Undisputed Kingdom. <laughs> I keep screwing that up tonight. Um, they pretty much said they're going to help Commander win, and then in a few weeks, that March third at Revolution, then uh, he can lose the title to Roderick. And Commander's like, whatever, because Roderick grabbed Commander's hand to, to do the handshake. Um, no surprise here. Orange gets the win. He hits, hits the orange punch in the end. Um, then Roderick Strong pretends to give the title to Orange Cassidy and drops his feet, which Nigel McGinnis leans into his heel commentator role and says, Butterfingers. Do you see Nigel wrestling? Uh, I want to see one more match. Well, do you see him, him and Daniel Bryanson and uh, London? <laughs> Daniel Bryanson. I love what you do that. Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. You know what yeah. I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Well, if he's got to do it, he better, he, better, he better do it pretty quickly. Well, if, if Nigel's so harsh on him on commentary. Yeah, he is. I know. On purpose. On purpose. So, all in London would be an unbelievable stage, right? Yeah. For, for him to have a comeback match and maybe one last mm-hmm. match. Mm-hmm. Well... And if they need to sell some tickets, that could be their their little, you know, ace up their sleeve. So, yeah. Anyways, true. I'm not talking about that. Um, true. But yeah, he's a great heel commentator. Mm-hmm. And this was this was well done. The match was whatever, um, whatever, whenever. I still like that we're getting a, over a month's build for an international title feud. We have not seen that so. I can dig that. Yeah. Backstage, we saw Daddy Ma- Magic uh, with a bloody Daniel Garcia. And he's tending to him when we go to break. And we saw Rick Knox coming in with his with his huge pants. Coming in to figure out what's going on. So big pants. <laughs> Get the dudes a pants. He makes enough money. He can wear... Anyway, go ahead. Man, just skip it. Just fucking yep. skip it. <laughs> skip next. Uh, Mariah, Mariah May versus Lady Frost. Uh, Mariah May is a new acquisition, of course, to AEW. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong here, Shep, and maybe you haven't seen, but I think Lady Frost is all elite talent. I think she quietly signed a little while ago. She just doesn't she, use that much. Yeah, she was in NWA and in TNA. Mm-hmm. Um, if she has signed, I missed that. Um, I'm going to go check the roster page to see if she's on their official roster page. It wouldn't surprise me. I think she's a very talented female wrestler as well. Um, and I think she can go. So wouldn't be a bad signing for, for, for TK for sure. Did you know Paige Van Zandt's still on the official roster page for the women? It's interesting. Was it a link to her OnlyFans? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, Lady, Fro- uh, Lady Frost is not on the... On the official roster page, no. Uh, and, maybe and, she's and, a part-time contract or something. She's yeah. And then was it um, the promo on her was great. Um, they made fun of her, her haircut, her name. It was it was really good. So yes, yes, it was. Arn Anderson still listed as a coach. Haven't seen Double A for a while. All right, cool. Well, you know, he's just holding his Glock. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, Modern said Lady Frost is on ROH. Okay. There we go. Uh, so, yeah, we saw these two. Um, these two wrestle. Uh, no surprise, but Mariah May went over. Um, I mean, she wasn't going to lose this match. Um, 2-0 now in AEW. 
So, yeah. 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 It was fine. It was, it was, I thought it was, it was more smooth than the Dynamite, the women's match on Dynamite was. Even though I think the women's match on Rampage was the best women's match of the week. It was. My opinion. My opinion. Uh, backstage, we see Swerve uh, announced that uh, Tio, Tio Liana, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's one of the big Samoan dudes from the Mogul Embassy. He's uh, He's got to be Hangman Page opponent on Dynamite. So we still know Hangman's going to pick for a Swerve yet. So. Uh, up next, we got Eddie Kingston versus Willie Mack. I uh, know, Shep, you good. always enjoy when Willie Mack's on TV. Good to see Willie Mack. I, I enjoy Willie Mack a lot. It was a pretty quick match. Of course, uh, Eddie gets the win. Um, takes him out with a back elbow. But uh, Eddie's going up the ramp. Brian Danielson's music hits. Danielson walks down the ramp, ignoring Kingston. Kingston glares at Danielson from the ramp, decides to join commentary. Eddie said, that's real cute, Danielson. Kingston said he's really here for Yuji Nagata, which um, another cool one from TK. He loves to do that. He loves to pull these uh, legends from Japan and get them over for matches. Um, I'm guessing this was a Brian Danielson request, but uh, fun match. All these two guys, there's no question Danielson was going to go over Nagata, but uh, he brought he brought some out from the old vet. I thought. I thought Nagata looked a lot better than what I expected to see. I mean, Nagata's got to be late fifties, right? Yeah, the dude was on the WCW in sixty four video games in the late nineties. That tells <laughs> you anything. So um, no, I'm I'm glad we got to see him. Um, so yeah, yep. it was a, it was a good match. Um, Danielson, I love the 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 ignore of Kingston coming up the ramp, Danielson coming down. I love that, and then I loved at the end um, he shake he shakes and got his hand, walks up the ramp, looks at Kingston, flips him the bird. Well, yep, and then just goes away. We're gonna perfect. get those two at Revolution. It looks like per- so. perfect, yep. and and I think those two at Revolution. Um, whether you want to have a title change right away, I think those two revolutions will be work so stiff it'll literally think where they're beating the shit out of each other. And talk about a tough prediction to make. That's gonna be a tough match prediction because I mean, do you give Danielson another big L, and do you pull the title off Eddie this fast? It's it's gonna be a tough one. Well, maybe maybe for some, maybe not for some. Maybe, maybe for some, Paul Paul screwed up. So yeah. He's only here to be wrong. Um, get your Paul 318 shirts on kickingoutshop.com. Um, we got Serena Demon action first time in 15 months. Uh, talk about technician in the ring for the women's division, Serena Deeb. It's 459 days to be exact. She was greeted with a welcome back chant, and uh, she took care of uh, Robin Renegade pretty, pretty easily. Um, she, then she got on the Mike, after the match, asked if the crowd missed her. Asked herself for 15 months if she was coming back, how she'd come back. Says it's damn good to be back. Says she's back to elevate the women's division to put wrestling back in all elite wrestling and become champion. It's good to have I mean, man, this women's division, uh, they're getting healthy. They're getting she, new names in. Was she injured? I think she was disciplined. I think she got some trouble. Oh, okay. I think she might have been injured, injured, then disciplined, or vice versa. A little bit of both. She yeah. on the shit, boys. She yeah. she she on the juice or what? I I don't think it was that. I think she 
blew up on somebody backstage with oh. verbally and then got in some trouble. If I if I remember that correctly. So. Oh, she ran the mouth. She ran the mouth. Yeah. Well, at least she didn't bite somebody on their forearm. True. Didn't throw a chair that we know didn't, of. Didn't throw it. Well, I mean, she got suspended, so. That's true. That's true. Um, um, no, good to see her back. I want to see her and, and uh, Deanna. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm sure we saw that in TNA at some point, Impact or whatever, right? Yeah, we probably I'm sure, did. I'm sure they worked together there, but I want to see it on AEW. So, um, and I got to make mention. I know I talk about this this gal every week, but uh, Mercedes Monet. The latest rumors are she's still all leap bound. Somebody, I don't know, if it was Andrew Zarian or somebody on Twitter, some wrestling journalist, said that they expect her to be all leap after Revolution, but that AEW is going to tease it big time ahead of time. Well, I think she needs to show up at Revolution. I think she needs to show up in the uh, Tony Storm match. Um, in uh, uh, yeah, Perazzo match. Sorry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we need we need to see that match at Revolution. I think she needs to come down at the end of that match. So, oh, Maj, I'm glad I did not know about this. He said uh, that Srinidhi was injured, then had some seizures. I kept her out longer. I did. I did not know about the seizures. So okay. Oh yeah, you thought it was disciplined. Well, she did get disciplined at one time, but maybe all of this other stuff prolonged it. So I'm glad yeah. she's okay. Then that's that's yeah. some serious stuff. Yeah. So um, after Daniel Garcia attacked, we saw Mark Briscoe, your boy, offer my his boy. Offer I love his that help, <laughs> offer his help to FTR. Uh, FTR said it'd be it would be Garcia's decision, but if they need a replacement, he's the first guy they'll go to. So as the match starts, FTR makes their way down the ring. Briscoe's music hits. He comes out, it's getting all fired up. But before he even gets midway down the ramp, lights go out. House of Black come out and attack. Briscoe thrown off the ramp through a table. So it's then then it's a two on three match to begin. This was a cage match. It was a uh, a limit. It was a what would they call it? The escape the cage elimination match. So you had to escape the cage. First teams, all three escape the cage wins. Um, so they're fighting outside for several minutes. And then finally Garcia comes down to a big pop from the crowd with chair in hand with his head all bandaged up. And, uh, man, this match got a lot of time, but it was fun. I, I've i been pretty critical on Garcia in the past, right? Um, but I like, I like him with FDR. I like him in this situation. Uh, I thought this was the match of the week. If you compare yep. all the shows, yep. this, this was the match of the week. Yep. I agree. Um, Garcia, the best thing for him was the Continental Classic. He loses, he loses, he loses. Finally gets that win over Brody King. Brody King, yep. Crowd loves it. And then now this partnership with FTR is getting him over. I mean, and this is a contract year for him. And the crowd's starting to get behind him. He's starting to look like that future star that I think Tony and a lot of the a lot of the people backstage were hoping that he could become. Great, great potential, ooh, great talent. Logic. Oh. Yes. Yes. Gotta, gotta get my Garcia dance in. And you know, you know, this woo's got me. It's giving me some energy, Shep. It's giving me some energy, Shep. So, gotta do, gotta do a swerve dance. Obviously, it makes you do some dumb shit. <laughs> well, I do that every day of my life. Oh, so, okay. You know. Um, you know, back to the great magic collision. Um, 
Yeah. Back to the important stuff. I, I, I think you look great here. Now, when you when you say to make him a star, I don't know if you can make him a main event star. I don't know I, if he's got the size. And 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 I and you know me, I'm a Adam Cole small. I don't he's smaller than Adam Cole, though. Height wise. I just think he's I don't know. And again, he, he could change. He's young. He's in his twenties, man. Could you imagine if we judged, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin in his 20s? Yeah. You know what I mean? If you look at back in the WCW days of Stone Cold when he was the Hollywood Blondes and yada, 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 like, he's never going to be fucking anything. Right. Okay. Stunning Steve. Yeah, Stunning Steve. So, we can be wrong. There's yep. a, there's there's many, many years to go. Uh, yep. But tonight – he looked, or I'm sorry, last night I watched it tonight. Last I watched night, it this morning. So <laughs> last night, Daniel Garcia looked like a bona fide star. Yes, so. he did. Yes, he did. Now it's the title of our episode tonight. Daniel Garcia shines. So yeah, um, I to say, meant to say this earlier. Figure Shep would wear McSorley. Would hype up McSorley when he's wearing Oilers colors too. I don't know what that means. I think I think he's actually wearing blue and red for Cubs, but it looks orange and red a little bit on this camera. There is a this is a Cubs shirt, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So it's a yeah. little close to Oilers, but it's it's yeah. red and red blue. So. Oilers, I'm a huge Oilers fan. Edmonton Let's go Oilers. Oilers, Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, um, I have an Edmonton jersey in my, my background over that way. <laughs> I'll get one next week, okay? Just to shut up on the Canadian. People, <laughs> Ray Mysterio small. He's a former world champ. That's true. That was is that true. Was, was that, lightning in the bottle with Eddie Guerrero's passing. Though. I've had that. I've had that debate with many of people. Many of my friends always bitch about that. I'm like, yeah, you know, he was. But um, I saw a house show back in the day in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and it was he was a champion, and he went up against Mark Henry, um, and they worked well together. So. Yep. Ray's a legend. Ray's a legend. I, I'm not right. going to put Daniel Garcia up there with Ray Mysterio yet. So. Not yet. Not yet. Not, but there's a potential there for sure. Yeah. But this match was fun. We saw uh, Dax and um, Brody King go through the cage door. So they were the first two out. Then we saw Cash and Buddy Matthews fighting outside the ring, propelled I don't know how many feet up because this thing's 20 feet. We also saw Cash jump off the top onto everybody. He, which yeah, he didn't crazy. care. He didn't care. Uh, we saw Cash take a back bump through the table. Then we saw Buddy Matthews take a bump kind of through a halfway table, so they were out. And then we saw Juliet Hart get involved. She missed Daniel Garcia. And, you know, Malachi's beating him up. So Malachi goes to exit. He's got to win. Garcia comes yelling at him with Miss clear down to his midsection, saying, come finish me off, come fish me off. Malachi's like, all right, I'll finish you off. Garcia baits him, apologizes him onto a chair. Garcia goes up over the top, down. FTR and Garcia win. Because yeah, Mark Briscoe did help. He slammed Malachi's head shut in the door when Malachi was trying to get out. So, yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Great main event. Great mm-hmm. main event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people were complaining online, of course. Why would you waste this when you're going against the Rumble? Well, they still have a damn wrestling promotion TV show to put on. So, they if you're going to put it on, you got to try to put on the best product you got on. Yeah. I mean, Come on. I, I think you go in there and, and you look like look, I'm going up against the rumble, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go full fledged, man. 
and they did. And I, I can't argue that. So, and you know what? All those people said, oh, AEW people don't watch WWE. WWE people don't watch AEW. I think there's some of that, but look at the pop Jade got last night. Great pop. And I know WWE did a good job, you know, press release when they signed her. She had her show up at some PLEs without, without wrestling at first when they signed her. But yeah, that pop last night, majority of those people in Tampa watch both. Yes. Yes, they do. And majority of those people, like like me, I watched the Rumble live and then watched, yes, yep. I watched Collision earlier today. I did so, too. I did too. And I'm okay with that. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, yep. We're proponents on this podcast to watch what you want to watch. Don't yes. watch what you don't want to watch. I mean, there's we're, a lot of good stuff hey, out there. Hey, we're lucky right now. There's yes. so much good shit right now. It, it's it's ridiculous. So, and then coming coming into Mania season, all the stuff around Mania, all the independents that we get to watch, or I get, to, I watch on Fight TV. Um, I think everybody should pay the uh, five ninety nine or six ninety nine or whatever the hell it is now. Um, all the stuff you get free for Fight TV right now, going into Mania season, is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So, yep, yep. Very spoiled to be wrestling fans in 2024. That is for sure. Um, I know Paul already submitted his show and rating and um, wrestler of the week. Ship, I'll let you do the honors and go next. My show of the week was collision for sure. I am going to agree. We'll be three for three on that. My wrestler of the week is going to be Cash Wheeler. He's one crazy son of a bitch. He is, and I, I'm, I'm. The more I watch of him in his tag team wrestling, uh, the more I watch of the passion. Uh, Dax just spills over to Cash, so they're almost they're one and the same, right? Yep. So he's my wrestler of the week. Um, you want my rating on Dynamite or Collision? What are you doing here? Let's go collision because that's the show you, you okay. rated your favorite. So um I'm gonna go collision of seven point seven. Oh wow, almost a full number above uh Paul. Paul gave it six point yeah. eight. I, I love collision this week. Yep. And and a lot of a lot of it had to do with the main event. A lot yep. of it had to do with the main event. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, I wanted to take Daniel Garcia, but Paul already took him. You took cash. So I'm gonna take the third member of FDR. I'm taking your boy Dax. I haven't done that in a long time. Um, he's a he's a legend. Yeah, part of the winning team, solid, solid backstage on, you know, there wasn't much he said on the part with Briscoe, but it was still good. Um, so, yeah, and I'm, I'm good collision, of course, was, like I said, my show of the week. I'll go in the middle of you both. I'm going to go 7-3. Um, if I was to rate Dynamite, though, I was going to give Dynamite a 6-6. Um, wasn't as strong as it has been weeks prior, but still wasn't awful. Dynamite was a little, little less be desired. So Majin said Dynamite's the only one he watched this week, sadly. So and he's taking Swerve Wrestler of the Week. Swerve's a good bet every week. Swerve pretty damn good. He's pretty damn good. So yeah, a lot more, a lot another week of good AW action. A lot, uh, you know, some stories advancing towards Revolution. I mean. So Revolution, we only know a couple matches, right? But we can already predict a lot of the matches. That's what I'm liking about this card. 
I mean, we, we it's not official, but we, we can see the writing on the wall. It's going to be Joe versus Hangman versus Swerve. We're going to get Orange versus um, Roderick Strong. We're going to get the Bucks versus Sting and Darby. Darby. Yep. Probably with the tag titles on the line. Um, we're going to get probably Copeland and Christian for the TNT. Um, I'm guessing for the trios, we're going to get Acclaim versus Bullet Club Gold. So Bang Bang Scissor Gain. I could be wrong there, but I think that's where it's going. No, I think they'll, uh, they'll, they'll unify those. I think we're getting Eddie versus uh, Brian Danielson. Um, TBS title. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say we're going to get Julia Hart versus Thunder Rosa. Just how much they're featuring Thunder on TV. We haven't seen them interact yet, but in in most of those matches that you talked about, there's belts on the line. Yeah. Yep. A lot of lot of belts. I, I, <laughs> a lot we're of gonna belts. we're gonna get something with Jericho and Don Cal's family. I don't know what that is yet. Um, they get some combination of Takeshka, Fletcher, Hobbs, Sammy, Jericho. Well, Paul White could make a return. I don't know. He was on the cruise with Jericho over the weekend. No. Oh, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, anybody else I'm forgetting off the top of my head? I don't think so. Any melt something? Well, um, no, that, that, that Danielson Kingston would be for the belt, the crown title, I guess. Um, yeah. Which I noticed, I noticed he's carrying both belts around still. Yeah, he There's likes three to do belts. that. So we don't, we don't have just one belt for the what, Continental Classic or Continental Championship or whatever whatever it is. So Yeah, but it's shaping up to be a good card. And what I appreciate is we already know the card and we're still over a month away. So, I mean, that's pretty rare with AEW. So. Yes. I think that could lead up some really, really good live television. Yeah, and, and it's got to get a good buy. I mean, it's 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 pretty much sold out. Um, Greensboro Sting's last match, pretty much hyping that up. And then with rumors of Mercedes and Okada. Um, oh, I know. I, I here here's another prediction I have. So far, Moxie's got nothing right. I bet right. it's Moxley versus Osprey. So Osprey's going to be over in the company by then. No way you're not putting him on Revolution. So right off the bat, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, kick off the show. And they have the they have the history just with uh, with uh, Finley just uh, Wrestle Kingdom last month. So you can yeah. play off that too. So yeah, I don't know what else you do with Mox at this point. That's a that's a pretty loaded pay per view already. So Revolutions usually, and like I said, AEW always steps up their games when it comes to pay per views. But Revolutions arguably. From belt from start to finish, bell to bell, usually the best one of the year. For whatever reason it is. I don't know. In my opinion. I mean, last year we got MJF Danielson, the classic Iron Man match. 2020 before the pandemic, we had yeah, the boxer you know, versus Hangman and Omega. You know how much money that cost me with them damn pickles? Remember the post <laughs> post media yeah. scrum? Yes. Eating them damn pickles. I still I still buy them damn pickles. So, yeah. hey, Shep should get hey, Shep should get an Oilers McSorley jersey since he hypes him up even more than Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, you know what? Wayne Gretzky was a puss. <laughs> All right, I, you know, I'll do that. I, um, actually, I meet my Canadian buddies here in a month, um, in March. So, uh, 
I'll handle that. I'm going to get me that McSorley jersey and fuck Wayne Gretzky. He's <laughs> I, Yeah, I, I can't get on board with that one, Shep. I'm sorry. Well, you know, he was a prima donna. Prima but, donna or not, there's a reason. When you're nicknamed the great one, you've, you've done some great things. Yeah, he played in Indianapolis. He did. He did. He, he did. got his career in the minor, started in the minors before he, he went did. to the Oilers and then the Kings and then the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. True. All good. All good. All you Canadian people out there, don't worry about it. I don't yeah. dislike Wayne Gretzky. I just think Marty McSwilly's a badass. Just get over it. He was a goon. Yeah. That's, for That's sure. all right. Every, every team needs one or two or three. Every team needs one. <laughs> Anything else, Shep, that you want to discuss before we wrap this bad boy up? No, nah, I think we're good. I think we we uh, we kicked off this podcast uh, with WWE and the Royal Rumble. Um, that might happen a time or two this season because it's mania season. It so. is mania season, and and we're invested because of Cody. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah. We're inv- we're invested because of Cody. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I think we talked pretty good about there and. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna follow Mania uh, mm-hmm. going in. Mania is going to, or I'm sorry, Raw's going to uh, Netflix starting in 2025. Yes, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. See, so much news this week. I forgot to even mention that. Five billion dollars. Ten years. Ten years. That's gonna change not only sports entertainment but sports and streaming as well. Well, we go back two weeks ago, and NFL's on Peacock, yes. and Roger Goodell, who is the fucking devil, he's a piece of shit, the worst sports administrator, commissioner, commissioner whatever, in the world, piece of shit, he might as well be right up there with Vince McMahon. Just say only, only, I, I will. I will allow that Vince drop there because I, I agree with that. Oh, yep. only, only time I'm saying that. Yeah. NFL has two games on Peacock instead of cable television, and it there was a lot of lot of there, a lot of feedback that was not good. So yes, but yet it was the number two search thing that night, and their their. Um, Subscription count went out the roof. They they, so. they did. They, they they it worked, but yeah. it, it was a shit move. It was a dick. It move. is well, and, 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 and you know, I know you and I. I know a lot of people following in this podcast probably don't give a crap, but you and I are Big Ten basketball fans, right? We live in the state yep. of Indiana. We yep. like different schools, but we, we, that's conversation for another day. Yep. Peacock likes to put a lot of the Big Ten basketball games now, or the well, Big Ten likes to put a lot of the games on Peacock. Well, every, I think every team got five games on Peacock. Five or six, yeah. Yeah. So So it's part of the and, new agreement. It's and at the end of the year, IU Purdue, last game of the season, is well, on Peacock, right? No, they already had their Peacock game and down in Bloomington. The next one in West Lafayette in middle of February is on Fox. So. Okay. It's on Fox. But yes. I thought I thought the last game of the year was gonna be on Peacock, but no, they already had their Peacock. Purdue's already been on Peacock five times. Yeah, it's, it's, they had four straight Tuesdays on Peacock. It hey. kind of became a running joke. So, all right. So you're a Purdue fan, right? Yes. Yes. Proud. You t- you tell me that 
your head coach does not look like Shane McMahon. No, he does. You've, you've told me that for a long time. <laughs> you've told me that for a long time. He does look like Shane O'Mac. He his does. hair, his hair, big time. Yeah, big time. He he might he might be hiding. Shane O'Mac might be a hell of a basketball coach. We just don't know about it. <laughs> if Matt Painter comes out and does a Shane O'Mac, I don't know, his dance moves and his uh, that would be look, that'd be gold. I'm not an, I'm not a Purdue fan. If he came out and did that. I might be a Purdue fan. Okay. That'd be pretty great. If, if that would help you guys win the first round of the NCAA tournament, which you can't do, um, I, I would. You see, you see, you see, and we deserve that because we lost to a 16 seed last year. <laughs> but what always frustrates me is people forget the year before, even though they lost to uh, St. Peter's, which was a 15 seed, which was bad. That was in the Sweet 16. People forget that they beat Texas to get through the Sweet 16, but. Hopefully this is the year. I don't know. I'm used to pain and heartbreak come March, so we'll see. Hey, I'm a Cubs fan. Yeah, it's we all got to suffer a little bit, right? I can't. I can't hold you any different than me. Uh, so. It's it's yeah. Cubs just have money and don't want to spend it. So yeah, no shit. I, I don't understand. That. Anyways, anyway, we're talking about wrestling. Wrestling. We've been talking about wrestling. It's it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Um, this energy drink sucks. Rick Flair's woo energy. Don't, don't get it. I still haven't finished it. I said I would, but it yeah. gets worse every drink it's I take. Like, it's awful. Um, I mean, I can't taste the mushrooms, which is good because I'm not a mushroom fan. I don't, but I'm more of a texture guy when it comes to mushrooms. That's why I don't like them. But it's, uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Kind of, kind of cough syrupy and just, I'm not the biggest energy drink fan either, but I don't mind them. I just don't drink them very often, but that's nah, not good. Not don't good. don't waste your money. Don't waste your money. Go get MGF pickles or heck, even get Logan Paul Prime. That's better than this stuff. Oh, I've never I've never tried Prime. They got some good flavors. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it that. And I I did the hydration kind. I didn't do the energy drink. I did the actual oh. one that's decent for you. So now the pickles, MGF pickles, Kaylin Kaylin pickles. Yeah, fucking money. Yes. Yeah, spend I'll, your money I'll, on that. You spend your money on those. Yeah, spend your money on those. So. Prime, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want, if you want, you know, YouTube star. Yeah, no. he is Whatever. the U.S. champion, but that's yeah, that's a rabbit hole for another day. That's a rabbit. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> just every drink I take. <laughs> yeah, it it gets gets worse and worse. I'm not fishing it. I'm not fishing it. So. All right, we'll wrap this bad boy up. Thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please give us a follow at Kicking Out Pod on social media on X, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Yep, almost forgot that one. On YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell so you're always notified. Reading. Always notified when we are going live with these, even though we try to go live every Sunday at 8 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Give us that rating and five star five star rating interview wherever you listen to your pod, favorite podcast app. And make sure you are subscribed. If you're not, so make sure you're following us. That really helps us out. You can follow me at Tanner Lee Knight on Twitter. You can follow at uh, DShep27. Paul at Paul Zartman921. Buy our merchandise at kickingoutshop.com. With all that said, I'm Tanner Lee. He's Austin Shepard. Tune in next week as we kick out yet another podcast.